Hey, this is Steve, and welcome to the Endurance Path Podcast, episode From Couch to Podium with special guest John Petrolak. If you've just gotten to know John in the last year or two, you would probably think he's always been fit and racing bikes, especially since John won the NUE, the National Ultra Endurance Marathon Race Series this year. But going back to 2010, John was overweight at nearly 240 pounds when he realized it was time to start making some changes. He started working on his diet, got back on the bike, and then some friends invited him to join them on a four-person team to complete a 24-hour mountain bike race, and John was hooked. From there, John continued putting in the work to become fitter, healthier, and faster on the bike to eventually being 70 pounds lighter today. He continued setting higher goals for mountain bike races and in 2017 won the NUE Marathon Race Series. John walks us through his progression, talking about training, getting some coaching, the ups and downs, some good and bad race stories, and lessons learned. Thanks for tuning in and welcoming John Petrolak as the first guest on the Endurance Path Podcast. Here you go. Thanks, John. Steve. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, John. Um, so, uh, John, do you realize you are the first guest on the Endurance Path Podcast? Well, I will take that, and thank you so much, man. It's a huge honor. <laughs> no, and I uh, huge thanks for you to come out coming on here, and uh, um, you know, like I mentioned in the intro, uh, John's the first first guest coming on here, and I'll have have some more guests, and I've got some stuff lined up. But the reason that uh, you know, there's a couple things that we're going to talk about with John. Uh, one is his fitness transformation, and uh, you probably can get the the idea of that with. Uh, the title of the podcast uh, episode, but uh, and then we also want to talk about you know the difference between racing hundred Ks and hundred milers because John's done both and he actually won the NUE National Ultra Endurance Marathon Series this year. But he's at the same time he also uh, is placing very high up top ten finishes in hundred milers in the same at the same time. So uh, we can dive into that. But so John. Why don't you Steve. walk us through a little bit? What when did you first, you know, have you you've always kind of been dabbling in bikes? There's there's always been a bike of some sort laying in my backyard in the garage somewhere um, since I was a small child. Some of my earliest memories are are on two wheels. I, I remember riding around our our backyard. And I remember wearing like a circle track into the backyard. My dad getting angry because I've destroyed this grass and I've made, <laughs> nice. I've kind of made a little motocross track back there for myself. So, so like all my, some of my earliest memories have all, have all been on two wheels. And, um, so, yeah, so that kind of, that kind of led me to, to motocross and, and dirt bikes. Um, and in the mid nineties, late nineties, that was my, my focus. That's all I could think about. And that's, um, that's all I wanted to do. So I, I, I tried really hard. And, um, did okay. You know, I was, a, I was a mid pack guy. Um, at the same time, mountain bikes were starting to really become, come on the scene. They were everywhere, really. Uh, yeah. the mid nineties and late nineties. Yep. And, uh, that's, so when, I, that's when I got into, into the mountain bikes the, the first time. It, yeah. It seems like that's when everybody found it. Like everybody, it was on, you know, it was on commercials on TV and it was just starting to become really mainstream. So, uh, I got my first real mountain bike. It was a diamondback Sorento. It was uh, yellow and black. And I beat that thing to pieces for years. I, 
<laughs> I had that bike everywhere. Um, so yeah, so that was, um, that was kind of my introduction to mountain biking. There was, there was no training plans then there was hardly any information. We just, we just got the bikes, uh, went in the woods, found a path. Sometimes it was a fire road. Sometimes it was a, you know, a, a wildlife path. And yeah. we just rode the bike. We just rode till we couldn't ride anymore. And then we carry them up the hill and, and do it again. Yeah. And for those that, you know, uh, didn't know what the bikes looked like then, and you're kind of getting into it now, uh, everything was 26 inch rim brake at that time. It, it, every, yeah. And it just broke like all the of, high end stuff. The, was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and part of, part of the, the thrill of mountain biking then was not so much just, just riding the bike, but it was actually riding the bike and then coming back on the same bike with not broken or, or having to, you, ha, you almost had to become a bicycle yeah. mechanic to, to finish a ride. Um, cause things would rarely ever stay together when you rode these things. I mean, they were really just the very beginning of, of, of what they are now. Which is, is also kind of interesting because, you know, we're going to talk later about the, you know, the hundred K events and the hundred mile events. And I remember back in the late nineties and when I was in college and that's what I was getting into it is, you know, going out on a, a four, six, seven, eight mile ride was, you know, kind of a big deal, especially, if, you know, if you didn't lose something off your bike or break something on the way back. That was a win. Like if you came back with all the parts you started with, that was, that was a good day. Yeah. So, that was um, a good day. so then you got, you, it sounds like, you know, it was a, a fun thing. I mean, it's a typical thing, but you got into dirt bike racing then? I did. Yeah. So, so mountain bikes were just something I did to, to kind of train for racing and that's what all the pros were doing at the time. So we, we just mimicked what they were doing. You know, we started riding mountain bikes. And, um, I kind of, I, I got as far as I could with motocross and realized it was kind of, it was just a hobby at that point. Um, and then around 2002, I almost got serious about cycling and started riding, started doing a couple of races locally, okay. started, started feeling like, Hey, wait, this is pretty cool. I really like this. And at the same time I, I, I moved and started, started life and a career and bought a house and, um, you know, life just kind of got in the way and the bike just kind of sat there and it would be a random weekday. I'd ride it once in a while. Um, and then, um, yeah, it just kind of sat for a while. So I, I, I got, a, I almost got hooked on it. Then it was just not okay. the right time in my life. Was that, cause this is kind of, that's about the similar, similar timing for me. It was, you know, 2002, I think I did a adventure triathlon race and, uh, that was about the, about the end of me riding, riding bikes, but still, did you, were you in shape at that time? Uh, yeah, I was in shape. It, you know, youth does a lot for you. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't consider myself living a healthy lifestyle then. Right. But um, you know, I was I was young enough and busy enough, and you know, still still not in terrible shape. Um, able to hold my own. And okay. Then, uh, around two thousand and four, I got in the I got into motocross again. I was like, you know what? I I really missed something in my life, and that's what it yeah. was. And 2004 started, started racing again, fooled around with it a, a little bit, had, had moved and kind of settled into where I'm at now in, in uh, near Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay. Um, found some people who like to do the things I like to do. Then I got really into racing hair scrambles, which is a hair scramble is very similar almost to an endurance mountain bike race. Uh, hair scrambles are typically two to three hours long. Okay. Um, you're not taking as many risks. You're not, you know, doing 90 foot gaps. 
Um, you're racing through the woods. I was like, yeah, wait, this stuff is really cool. This is what I like. You know, this is, this is the fun stuff. Okay. Um, so I did that and I raced from, I started in the beginner class and raced my way up to, to a class. And I did that for, for several years, I think for almost six years, uh, really, really, really enjoyed doing it. And then one day I was racing, I just thought I'm, I'm just not having fun doing this anymore. Um, just, you know, we're going to the same courses, doing the same tracks over and over again. And children came and life happened yeah. and work got busy. And then it was easier to swing by and grab a cheeseburger. And then it's easier to grab a bagel and grab a donut. And then all of a sudden youth isn't in my corner anymore. And I'm starting to buy pants that have elastic bands on them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and are you still, you still doing some of the motocross at this time or? At this time, I'm I'm doing absolutely nothing. We, absolutely nothing. Yeah. I remember the day like it was yesterday. I, I put the bike in the trailer. It was a fall time. We bought a house. We moved into our new house. And then, you know, we got a painting project and we got a project in. And it's like, ah, I'm not going to ride today. I'll just get this done, get this done. And then – I think a lot of people whoa. can relate to that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just, hey, you know what? We'll just do this first and then I'll worry about the bike later. It's yeah. obviously more important right now. So, so, so we got small, small, small child. My son Ryder was, was born. He was very small. We, we've got a, a house we just, just bought. I've got a tremendous amount of financial responsibility with the house. Bikes are kind of taking the back seat. And all of a sudden I start, you know, I start putting weight on and I don't, I don't realize it because it's just something happens slowly. You just don't wake up one day and be like, whoa. You know, there goes a pound. There's two pounds. You know, it's just like a slow thing. Yeah, and, and even even two three years in, sometimes you don't even you know you don't you never think of yourself as being overweight. Probably right. You just no no you know, no because it because it went on slow. Yeah, it's like oh wait, these pants don't fit. Oh, somebody must have put them in the dryer extra long. That's not me, right? Yeah, or you're so, like, well, I'm getting older. You know, that's, that, that happens. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting older. I'm looking like the guys at war. You know, we all kind of so so this continues on for a while. And then when I went to buy a pair of pants, Steve, and I almost had to buy a size 40, I was like, wait, whoa, this is not, this is not good. What, what have I done to myself? Yeah. And um, right at that very same time, my wife had discovered a website that was kind of based around natural food and kind of like start, we started talking about like, like ingredients and in food and we started looking at labels and there's all these words you can't pronounce and the labels are three paragraphs long. And why are we eating all this stuff with all this additives in it? And the yeah, you can't even, about it, can't even figure yeah. out what's going on. You don't even know if it's actually technically food that you're putting in your mouth sometimes when you look at the labels. I mean, you know, we're eating cheesy hamburger helper every night and not even realizing what we're doing to ourselves. You know, we've never been trained professionally as nutritionists. We never right. thought about it. You know, my wife, my wife is a, is a collegiate athlete. So she's always been, you know, fit and healthy and she's a runner. Okay. So we started looking at this stuff and it's like, wait, what do we do? So then it was like a, it was like a, everything happened at the right time. So I'm overweight. We're eating terrible. And I pick, take my mountain bike off the wall, start riding it again and realize I can hardly make it five miles. And I'm just, you know what? I'm in shambles. We, we got to do something about this. So so it was it was a, a removal of things from my diet. It wasn't a huge change overnight. It was like, you know, I took a can of Coke with me every day to work. So all right, well, that's the worst thing. So let's get rid of that. So, so yeah. there goes the Coke. And then the next thing was, uh, oh wait, I got to have a dessert at lunch, right? You got to have a, like a pack of uh, cupcakes, right? Because everybody yeah, needs dessert at lunch. <laughs> you're spending so, the day in there. You deserve something. 
you deserve something. Absolutely. So then there, there goes, there goes the cupcakes. And, you know, it's like, uh, well, I got, you know, a sandwich and then I got chips and then I got that. And it's and like, wait, 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 what are we eating here? So, so like it was slowly removing things and it was looking at what we're eating at the same time, starting to ride a little bit more. And then right around 2010, a friend of mine who, who really has kind of, he got me off the couch and back on the bike, uh, gentleman by the name of Dave was like, Hey, there's a 24 hour race going on in seven Springs, Pennsylvania. We're doing a four man team we want you to be on the team. You know, you ride bikes, you can, you know, you can, you can do this thing. So I was like, all right. So I started really focusing on that. And it, had you, you know, lost some weight up to this point. And, exactly. So, so the weight went from like, I went from like 238 down to 220. Now I'm around 215 starting to feel a little bit better. Maybe the five mile ride turns into a 10 mile ride. Yeah. Still, still uh, like, like, like close to Clydesdale class, right? Still, we're Clydesdale, buddy. Yeah. We are Clydesdale all the way. Um, yeah, so we, I, I do the race and then that was the most addictive thing I had ever done in my life. <laughs> Immediately when I finished that race, I said, that was amazing. I love this. This is what I want to do. Um, this is perfect. This is a healthy thing. It's not the high risk like motocross was. Yeah. And the, the people that were there racing, just, I was so impressed and just so jealous of their, their their physical fitness. It was amazing Yeah, uh, to watch some of these folks who were doing the, the solo race. I mean, I was doing a four man team. I had it easy. These people that were doing the solo race. I, it never occurred to me that someone could have that athletic ability. And uh, so, yeah, that was, that was my introduction really to endurance mountain biking was a, uh, was a 24 hour race. Ah, that's awesome. Wh- uh, which race was that again? It was a, uh, it's un- unfortunately I don't do it anymore, but it was a 24 hour race at okay. seven Springs resort in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So then what, what happened after that? Did we, you're, I mean, I, I can relate to, uh, you know, I signed up for my first race, you know, 2013 and I was, I was hooked and then so like, what's, what's next. So then what, what happened? You, it was like, now, now what are you going to do? That's right. So I, I, I looked at it and I've always been the kind of person where if I'm going to do something, I, I want to learn as much about it as I can. Yeah, absolutely. And my, my preference is to start at the bottom because I, I want to learn whatever I'm interested in from, from the beginning. So I, I'm okay with starting at the bottom and, and climbing that ladder one difficult rung at a time. Yeah. Um, so at that point I, I, I started thinking, okay, this is pretty awesome. And then we're still in 2010 here, right? We're, we're in 2010. And then yeah. I discovered the Shenandoah mountain 100, which <laughs> is like the day I discovered that was almost like the clouds parted and the sun had shone upon me. And yet, and your like, previous sentence was that you like to start at the, the bottom. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We'll, we'll get, we're gonna get I to like that. to start at the bottom, but then I found the so, Shenandoah 100. <laughs> so I find the Shenandoah 100, and I'm like, wait, I live an hour from the most amazing race that I've ever heard of, and I've never <laughs> done it? What? So I thought, okay, so we got to do something here. We're 215 pounds. This is a 100-mile race. There's a lot of climbing. And that, that was kind of it. That's like, all right, I am going to, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to ride. Um, I got a training plan and starting at the bottom was me finding a local six hour race and like, okay, I'm going to com- complete the six hour race. Right. Yeah. And then I'm going to complete another six hour race and I'm going to try and do better each time. So that was kind of my start at the bottom was just solo six hour races, solo four hour races. 
And um, I, I found every six hour race I possibly could from the beginning of 2011 through September of 2011, which 2011 was my first SN100. But but you you had some good good results in some of those races, right? Well, I eventually did. Uh, the beginning was a little bit tough. I, yeah. it, at first, I was like, "Oh, you just get on your bike and you ride really hard for six hours, and you don't <laughs> worry about anything else." <laughs> so, just, so I remember vividly my very well, terrible memory. Kind of funny now was I did this six-hour race down in Danville, Virginia. It was um, six hours of Angler Ridge, a really really fun little spot to ride, and. I'd never realized, wait a second, like nutrition is way more important than actually pushing the pedals, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm down there and I, and I kind of think about how many calories I'm going to burn. And I, I made, you know, the absolute rookie mistake and I take in all these calories, like every lap I ride by my pit and I'm like sandwiches and, and honey and <laughs> rice cakes and like just eating all this food. Like five hours in, my gut just locks up. And I remember vividly laying in the fetal position on this little whoop-de-doo in, in Virginia red mud, just <laughs> laying there curled up with my stomach and horrific cramps thinking, wow, endurance mountain biking is seriously tough if people can get through this. So <laughs> I uh, I did a quick Google the following Monday and immediately found 50 you know results on google what i did wrong and then i was like oh wait this isn't okay this is more than just riding your bike around that's you know so to to touch on the nutrition quick i mean i think that even at the pro level you see where you know they'll still make a nutrition nutrition mistake you know uh that like i've been listening to some iron man stuff lately and uh i mean it's massive there but um, that's a, uh, you could have a whole nother show about, uh, the nutrition. Cause I, I've done the same, same thing, stacked my gut up and, uh, yep. I, I'll still do it here occasionally too, you know? So it's a hopeless feeling. Cause when it starts, you, it's really hard to make it stop. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. And, and, you know, it, and a couple of years ago, uh, like, like nutrition mixes and drinks and stuff have come a long way and, and yeah. things are a little bit better than they've ever been really. Um, but, uh, at that six hour race, it's funny at that six hour race, that's the first time I'd ever seen Jeremiah Bishop on a bike. And, and when he lapped me for like the eighth time, I mean, this guy just like was just floating through the woods on this bike. And I was just <laughs> like, Whoa, that's just so amazing. Like I was just enamored. Like, you know, I had just seen, you know, an amazing professional world-class athlete pass me. And it was just, it was incredible. Like, that's, that's one of the memories I have from that race is seeing Jeremiah just, just, just glide right by me. Like I was standing still. That was pretty awesome. You, yeah. Yeah. As you're, uh, where I think one of my early races or, uh, um, I remember the first time I did the Lutzen 99er, I was getting lapped by the leaders. There's a section out in the middle and then it, you know, you get done and you're like, how did these guys finish like four hours faster? <laughs> when you go back and read the results it's a little demoralizing sometimes isn't it <laughs> yeah and then you then you you know you, you cross the finish line and you're you know can barely stand up and you look over and they're all just everybody's hanging out having a good time yeah they've already showered they've eaten their bikes are put away Eat dinner, right? taking a quick nap <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, so everybody so, yeah, so uh, that was it. So like, I'm like, okay, if we're going to do this race, we're going to do the SM 100. We're going to start at the very bottom. We're going to, you know, we're going to do these training races all the way up through. And I, I didn't even know what a training race was back then. I just thought to myself, I just got to, just got to ride my bike a lot. And, um, 
so that was um you know that was kind of it that was that's what i did i just raced and rode and, and did all i could and looked looked for anything i could race that was long you know in, in okay. the area and um at that time and then i discovered uh chris etoff was doing some was doing some training plans i found one of his 12 okay. plans and june 23rd i remember the date man june 23rd was exactly 12 weeks out from from the uh, 2011 Shenandoah Mountain 100. So June 23rd, I started his training plan. And nice. that was kind of the beginning of any type of regimented training I'd ever had. Okay. And that was, um, I recommend it. If anyone's doing their first race, get a training plan. I know, um, you know, you can find them in a lot of places. Jeremiah has pre-built training yeah. plans for specific races. So, um, yeah, get, get a training plan. It, it's, it, it's a good, good start, a good guide. Do you, maybe we'll talk about that, but, uh, this is something that I, you know, we'll tell people like this stuff I'm working at the gym and then maybe they're just, their goals. Like I just want to be fitter, but I think the same thing applies for, um, you know, the, like the racing or whatever is, and I, kind of, I have this quote on my website, something about, uh, um, you know, it's not about the finish line. It's about the journey and getting to the start line. I feel like if you don't, you know, you got to enjoy the process of getting there. Um, you know, uh, so you can't, you can't look at the training as work the training is is part of the journey and adventure and the fun and like you know progressing to that that final point you know is that do you, do you get yeah, that yeah, too? if you feel like training is work this is probably this is probably not the right sport for you or maybe not the right segment of the sport maybe yeah. you know maybe just a, a casual riding it's if, if you don't like the training then it's it's going to be a long difficult road or maybe you just haven't looked at the training the right way yet correct Right. Correct. The mind, yeah. right mindset about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, cause, absolutely. Cause I'll, I'll, uh, you know, of course I'd love to just go ride, ride outside all the time. But, um, I also know, and, and you can tell me if you feel the same way about some of this stuff is, um, I also like to savor those moments on that, that local single track or those gravel roads. And, and I can wear them out just as fast as I wear myself out of my trainer. And so it's, it's, uh, uh, I do enjoy, you know, those special rides when I get to the trail or when I get to go on that long endurance gravel ride. And, uh, so I, I know that spend a little bit on my time on my trainer. I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm okay with it because I know the reward is, you know, that Saturday ride. Yeah, um, absolutely. So absolutely. And that's, listen, like if, if, if you're a, if you're a working parent, right. If you're, if you're full-time work, you work full-time and you got kids and, and busy and you're here and you're there and you got soccer and, and all the other stuff that we deal with, chances are you're going to spend a good amount of time on a trainer if you want to get a quality workout in. Yeah. So you just, and, and I hear this all the time. I just hear this repeatedly, you know, I hate the trainer. don't want to do the trainer. I'd rather do nothing than the trainer. And when you start out in that negative with the trainer just being negative from and just talking about it, then it's probably going to be a negative experience. It's a mindset rather thing. than, yeah, it's just a negative mindset rather than saying, Hey, I can really get a specialized focused workout on my trainer. Like I can hit, you know, my heart rate or I can hit that power number I'm looking for. Unlike anywhere else, you can really focus on hitting that number and maintaining it while you're on the trainer. So yeah. there's some, there's some great benefits to riding a trainer. Yeah. So, 2011 you're at leading up to the, the, the Shenandoah 100 2011 I wake up at 4 30 a.m drive over to the start 
I had never seen anything like it in my life. I mean, there's people, <laughs> there's bikes, there's lights, there's cars. It was insane. I, I was, it was amazing. I was so nervous. Um, you know, my, my wife has taken pictures and, and we line up and I'm, and I just, there's so many people at this race. I'm just keep going farther back and farther back and farther back, trying to find out like, where do I line up? And, you know, Chris Scott, who's in my opinion, the godfather of endurance mountain biking on the East coast has, you know, kind of has set up like marathon, you know, eight hour, nine hour, 10 hour. So I'm like, Hey, you know, I've trained to be a 10 hour guy. I'm going to start with a 10 hour crowd. And, and I lined up and, and I started and, um, I don't remember anything really specific about that race, except looking at my, I didn't even have a Garmin then. It was, it was just a, a little cyclometer. Look at my cyclometer going, okay, I'm at, I'm at 10.1 miles per hour. That's my goal. You know, I'm going to finish this race in 10 hours. And, um, I, I just, uh, I remember going to death climb and I remember, <laughs> I remember <laughs> it being way harder than I thought it would be. And I rolled across the line at 10 hours and eight minutes. And that was it. I was like, immediately I was like, all right, I got to figure out how I can do this faster. And that nice. was it. That's that was the day I realized, OK, this is what I want to do. And I want to do it as fast as I possibly can. Hooked. I, yeah. And for anybody that's listening, the I did the, the Shenandoah 100 this year for the first time. And it's a, it's a the race itself is amazing. And the venue, the setup, the whole weekend is uh, it's awesome. Uh, put it on your bucket list. It's it's a must do event if you're into uh, endurance racing. So definitely, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a must do. Um, and I, I've rarely met anyone who's done it once and I haven't seen them back there the following year. It's, yeah. it's, you know, people like it, love it. And they're like, I, we just got to do it again. It just, it's like a, it's like a pilgrimage for mountain bikers. I mean, you just got to do it. Yeah. It, it, it's uh yeah, not to, to go onto it too much, but it's just the, the entire setup, the event, the course, I mean, everything is just, is fantastic. So so is is that is that how you ended 2011 hook line and sinker and now you're now you're ready to roll? That was it. It's like hey, you know what? I love this. is pretty awesome. This is really neat. I'm I'm an endurance mountain biker, and I and I didn't really really at that point wasn't really focused so much on on the, the NUE series per se. I just like the idea of endurance mountain biking. You know, 24 hour racing at that time was starting to kind of dwindle a little bit, but there was still it was still pretty popular. So that was kind of what I was, you know, I was focusing on some of that too. And I, there was some local endurance stuff that I was doing here. There's a local 18 hour race that I, I've been doing for years. And, 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 um, and that's what got you hooked too. So you kind of, that's, like, that's what literally got me hooked. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did like the idea of 24 hour solo racing. That was something that was like something that had, I had an interest in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I did the SM and, and then I realized it wasn't just a one-off, you know, there's a whole series and that, that was it. I mean, I was like, you know what? I got to do more of these things because this is pretty awesome. Are you still pushing uh, Clydesdale at this at this time of the? At, at this time, I'm starting to. I'm starting to. I'm like around 190. I think my first SM100, I was 190 pounds. So some big changes that summer. Big, big changes. I had so many kits <laughs> from, from XXXL, you know, and then yeah. XL and then large, right? So yeah. yeah. So I had a closet full of full of clothes that didn't fit me, which was an awesome feeling. That's awesome. And you know, at that time, the NUE and, and, and the SM100, you know, put me on the same course with all the fastest guys in the country. And that's something that's really rare. You don't really get that opportunity in any, in any other sport that I've ever done was to you know race with the pros at the same time. So that was pretty awesome. 
I say that all the time. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. The you know, there's very few sports that you can do where you can compete on the same playing field at the exact same moment. Yep. As the the you know the pros, the the, the top yep. folks in the world. Yeah, uh, when, when, it's amazing. When you get done yeah. and you look at the results and you realize that you've just been beaten by two hours. It's a little, yeah. a little demoralizing, but it's also kind of awesome, right? To see their, like their insane physical fitness. You, you are actually competing at the same time. You get to measure. So you can't do that in football or basketball or, you know, or, or soccer, right? You can't go, you know, no. get on the field at no. the stadium, put your team together, and, and play at the same time, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. that, yeah. That's I think that's yeah. one of the draws to this sport and, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, even, you know, running, right. Or, or, uh, uh, triathlon, the, those endurance sports, there's very few sports that you can do that. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I was in a, you know, where we live in Charlottesville, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a really, it's cycling centered area, Harrisonburg, Virginia cycling centered, you know, we're pretty lucky to have, have good riders here. Um, there's a, great the local Charlottesville area mountain bike club I'm, I'm involved with those folks and they were you know really instrumental in in introducing me to rides and where to ride and you know who to ride with and stuff like that so so you know the right place right time having the 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 desire to want to do the best i possibly can so all those ingredients started coming together awesome awesome so then going into 2012 you're you're looking at the nue series now you kind of know what that is and... I, I know what the NUE is. I'm doing some local racing and, and that continues on for, for several years. I typically, you know, there would be, you know, Cahutta 100. Then it would be one of my other favorite races, Mohican 100. That's an awesome race. Um, then, you know, you got to do Wilderness 101. That's a, that's a fantastic race. And then of course, finished a year off with the, with the Shenandoah Mountain 100. So that, that became a pretty repetitive season for me. That was it. You know, there was local stuff mixed in with okay. that. Uh, we have a really, really, really active local series, a Virginia off-road series. Yeah. Pretty fortunate to have a good amount of races to pick from, both cross-country and endurance. Yeah, and you you actually, jumping ahead a little bit, but you actually write a, write a blog on there as well, right? I do, yeah. Um, I'll put a link I've, in the show notes to it. Yeah, perfect. That's uh, that's appreciated. It's, a, it's just a great series. It's put on by a lot of volunteer work. And, um, I'm, I'm just so thankful that we have it here because there's a lot of folks that don't have such an active series where they live. Yeah. So over the next, the next couple of years, was it, you know, uh, kind of a each year creeping up on it, a little bit slow progression, or did you have a moment, you know, um, in those years where all of a sudden you just kind of made like another breakthrough? Man, I'll tell you what, Steve, I wish I was one of these people where I, I, you know, just picked the bike up and was like, whoa, that guy's just got natural talent. He's, he's got never, I've never been that fortunate in anything I've ever done. I've always had to like claw my way through and, you know, start taking seconds off and then minutes and then minutes became half an hour, then half an hour became an hour. And, you know, then it's like, you know, I'm racing, you know, I'm, you know, fourth or fifth pack back and then you know second pack back and then like the day i looked over and, and saw like jeremiah and christian and and brian schwarm and, and and like the legends i looked over even though it was only for like the first eight miles was like yeah a, a thrill it was the happiest day of my <laughs> life um so yeah so like that was it like it was just every every year was a little bit more progression um all while focusing on you know eating right eating whole foods um yeah, a lot of emphasis on diet and nutrition 
And at this point now, I'm starting to peel down to like 170, um, then start to get like 165, okay. which is where I kind of landed as a healthy weight for myself is between 160 and 165. Okay. And once I got to that weight and started getting some more power and then it started happening, then it was like, yeah, you know what? I'm getting some top 15, some top 13s, you know, I'm cracking top 20, big races. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So that, that path kind of continued on and then. Uh, locally I started having some success and started winning races and that gave me a good bit of confidence was like, okay, you know what? I, I belong, I belong with the faster guys, right? You don't feel yeah. out of place. Yeah. And, um, won, won a couple of the, of the six hour races where I had just was a participant in a few years ago, right. At just finishing them yeah. to, to winning. And then, um, local 18 hour race that i i done i done solo for many years i started winning that in the solo category is that the scouts was, honor scouts honor race yeah, to- yeah totally fun race love that race and uh yeah just some really crazy memories of riding at like 3 30 a.m um so yeah so like just started just started like i said just started building on every year you know let's just get a little bit faster every year i didn't i didn't look for huge gains it was always just a little bit and then then around like 20, 2015, um, started look, started seeing a top ten and then realized, okay, we just got to work a little bit harder, and and we can, you know, we can we can possibly land on a podium in one of these things, and that that eventually did happen. I was able to uh, podium at New Hampshire in twenty fifteen. I was that was my fifth place finish. Nice. So in two thousand, jumping back prior to that, two thousand fourteen, you did get on you. Uh took third too as well right at the USAC marathon nationals i was uh USAC marathon was 2016 that was, um, that was 2016 was, oh okay that was, so i'm getting yeah, 2016 yeah yeah okay yeah, which is probably a, it's probably a good time to talk about that because there was that was probably the moment i realized 100 mile racing is fun and i enjoy it but once i discovered the marathon distance and i was just like okay this is this is where I want to be. This is my focus now. Okay. What? Uh, a couple. Uh, another question I did have too is did uh, did the motocross stuff help you with with bike handling and the you know the the skills and maybe uh, I know some folks you know you hit some of those races you got some fast downhills and over some some gnarly stuff and you're seeing the trees go by fast. Uh, did that help you overcome some of that downhill fear? Yeah, I definitely had. I didn't have much fear as far as obstacles, but one thing I did have was I, I never was very good at a bicycle setup. Like I never seemed to really, I was never able to set my bike up properly. Okay. And last year I worked with Jeremiah a little bit on that and he really made such a huge impact because I wasn't really pedaling any harder, but I was going faster because I had a better bike position. Okay. Um, so I, I really wish I could have discovered that early on. And that's one thing I would recommend to anybody if you're just getting into this, get your bike position set first, because I did it backwards. I was riding in a terrible position and trying to ride fast while doing it. And it was very counterproductive. If you're not, if you're not comfortable, if you're, you're fighting yep. off and yep. some, sometimes, I guess sometimes you might not, it might not even be a, a pain or discomfort either. Just actual position for power. Yeah, I, I was comfortable on the bike. I didn't, I didn't have any pain problems. I was just in a goofy position that really was not efficient to ride single track in. Okay. 
So what what was it about the the hundred Ks versus the hundred milers? In twenty fifteen, um, at, at the end of twenty fifteen, for uh, I was thinking about twenty sixteen. I was like, you know, I think I want to focus a little more on local stuff. I'm, I'm I don't really want to travel as much. You know, both we had, you know we had two kids, so both of them were doing travel soccer and and ballet at the time and gymnastics, and it was really getting really busy. And um, I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to focus on some more local stuff. And I was doing a local race, and I ran, you know, I ran into Keck Baker. Um, Keck is yeah. you know, crazy fast. Twenty, maybe he's the NUE champion. Yep. Um, he's my my frenemy, as they say. <laughs> we I love racing with Keck, but uh, so he Keck was like, hey, you should do the USA Cycling Marathon Nationals. It's down in Georgia. And I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to travel. And so I looked at it, and I was like, ah, all right, all right, this this sounds good. So I had, I had like six weeks to prepare for it, and um. I prepared for it and I, I raced age cat and I was able to, I was third that year and it was so hot that day. Oh, I've never raced anywhere hotter than that, man. It was like racing on the surface of the sun. Um, <laughs> we had had a fairly cool spring in Virginia and the, the day of the race, it was, it was nearly like a hundred or over a hundred degrees. It was insane. Yeah. I remember, I and, remember <laughs> hearing about it and, uh, yeah. read some of the race stories about it. Yeah. Oh, I suffered hard that day, man. Oh, I suffered hard. But that that was it. Like the marathon distance was, I was like, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. I I really, I think this is it. So, so at the same time when they did the USA cycling, did marathon nets, you know, it was in Georgia. And um, the year before, Ryan Odell started doing the uh, marathon series parallel to the, to the epic series, right? So he's doing, he's doing a hundred K series parallel to the hundred miler series. I was like, hey, wait, this is awesome. Wait, why am I doing these 100 milers? I love the 100K distance. Yeah, and it's so, a big series. I mean, for for uh, for the people that kind of follow the 100 milers and the, the, the NUE, uh, there's there's just as many races in the marathon series. I believe. Just as many, and they're, they're super high quality. And there's even yeah. a couple standalone now that are really, really fantastic. And I'll, we'll yeah. talk about those in a little bit. Okay. But, um, that, that, was, um, that, that was kind of like, that was it. I was like, okay. Uh, I focused on cross country racing that year. I started getting a little bit more of a motor on the higher end and did the marathon race. And I was like, you know, what? we can kind of race the whole time here. You know, there's really, there's no lull on the racing. It's just on the whole time. Full. That's that, that's some of the stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, you know, if not now, later, later, later here, I want to talk about sure. the intensity difference levels. Yeah, that's that, that was definitely eye opening for sure. That was eye-opening for sure. So, yeah, so it, halfway through 2016, um, I ran to Jeremiah at a local race, and he was, you know, really kind of getting a lot of coaching. We had talked a little bit. And yeah. I had um, I had told him, I said, next year I, uh, I want to win the NUE Marathon Series. And he kind of looked at me and was like, uh, okay, well, let's see what we can do. <laughs> so we that was it. That was that was kind of how I started working with Jeremiah. I said, I'm going to win. And he said, well, all right, let's see what we can do. Very specific goal. Yeah, that was that. I, I remember <laughs> that conversation. I was very focused on winning the series. I, that's all I could think about. That's all I talked about. 2016 kind of, you know, finished and um, I had a, I had a great, uh, I was seventh at uh, wilderness that year. And I was seventh at the Shenandoah, which, 
at that point, finishing seventh at the Shenandoah to me was like, I, I, that was like a win for me. I mean, that was, yeah. that was amazing. You know, just top 10 in a race that is so epic and so beloved was something that you talk about all the time. And that's and, a big uh, race too. It, it was amazing. Uh, Steve, I, that was a great, that was a great feeling. I, I gotta be honest with you. That was one moment in time I'll, I'll have with me for a long time. Nice, man. That's awesome. So, and then, yeah. uh, and so you're basically at this whole point, I mean, you've been doing, you were doing a mix of marathon and hundred milers still. Cause even, even this year, right. I mean, you, yeah, you yeah. still did hundred milers this year. I did. I did. I was able, I did. I can't miss the SM. That was, that was the one, there was some conflicts with a couple other races I was going to do. So I, I, I had to, to pick the marathon, uh, distance, but yeah, the SM, I did the SM this year Yeah, and, um, had, we had a good ride there this year too. So we'll, we'll take that for sure. Um, so you hooked so up yeah. with Jeremiah with some coaching then I hooked up with Jeremiah with some very specific coaching with a very specific goal. And, you know, we kind of finished off 2016. He, he worked with me and we kind of figured out power numbers and where we're at and where we're going. And then November 8th, 2016, almost, you know, almost a year ago. Exactly. That was, that was it. That was like the day that was the first day of the 2017 season. Okay. And that was the first day of building. I mean, it was, it was a core workout day. And I remember, and I, I took a quick picture that day. Cause I was like, I want to remember this, you know, and I took a quick <laughs> picture of me standing on, on a balance ball or something. And, um, I'm glad I saved that. Cause that was, that was awesome. So that's a, that's a really good point. I want to bring up too is, and, and you say that the core workout, um, for, for folks kind of following along and listening here and you're first getting started, you know, first getting into this, um, it isn't all just about, uh, the bike and training on the bike. Uh, if you're going to get into doing hundred K races and hundred mile races, you better take care of your core and, and build some muscular endurance, uh, in your core, your shoulders. It's a, it's a full body workout or you're going to end up with the back issues or the shoulder issues. And, um, it's, it's an all around effort. Mountain biking is uh, definitely a study of balance, right? And so, so the balance comes from the core. And and you're 100 percent right, Steve. Is you know a strong core puts you in a in a better position, yep. and you can you can just you, the better core fitness you have, the longer you can hold that position, and you can ride the single track. And uh, very very good point. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I thought it was. It's just uh, ironic that your first day was that. So, yeah, that, that was that was it. It was a core day. So that was that was November eighth, twenty sixteen, and um, that was the start of the season. So, twenty, you know, the winters winters here, and we're doing trainer workouts and riding outside. And we had a pretty favorable winter last year. Did most of my riding outdoors. Pretty fortunate. Just just out of so your winter temperatures are. So you know it, it can get into the teens. Okay. In the mornings, you know, teens, twenties, um, afternoon temperatures, usually in the forties. Sometimes if we get really lucky in the fifties. Yeah. That, you know, the in-between weather is the weather. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't like riding in the in-between weather myself cause I don't know how to dress for it. I can either ride in the really cold or the general summer. So I, yeah. but I had to ask John and I were talking about before this, cause I was, I was mentioning to him that, uh, I was about 20 minutes away from not being able to see the grass in my yard anymore. Cause it's snowing right now in Minnesota. But, Meanwhile, uh, I was I was cringing as you were saying the snow ward. Yeah. So <laughs> so fast forward 2017, and we start. Yep, yeah, we start 2017. Had a had a great season, a great off season. Had a great um, 
uh, a great build up to the, the start of the season. Um, there's a there's a local race that goes on in Richmond. It's a gravel race uh, called Monster Cross. It's uh, you can race what you got: mountain bike, cross bike. You know, there's all kinds of different bikes people race. Um, had a really good, really, really good race there. Felt felt really good. I was I was top five there uh, against you know some some really really fast guys. So felt really good. And it was just a few weeks away from True Grit in Utah, which is the most amazing, beautiful, most scenic course I've ever ridden in my life. It was almost like a picture around every corner. That's uh, I've I did that a couple of years ago, and I remember uh, coming around the, the back back side when you're kind of out there way away from any of the aid stations. And I remember I, I actually stopped and looked around because it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty unique place to ride. It's yeah. It's just amazing. And, um, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty confident at this point, you know, had raced against some pretty fast folks and, and held my own. So I'm feeling good about true grit and I go out there and it was just a disaster for me. Like just did not have a good race. Um, the competition was crazy stacked just had terrible legs. I never traveled for a race before. So I don't, I mean, who knows what it was? Was it nerves? Was it, was it dehydration and nutrition, you know, any number of things yeah. um, or, or all the above, but uh, yeah, I just had a terrible race. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, the point is that yeah. every, everybody does at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just not a good race. I could, no matter how hard I wanted to push the pedals, it just did not, just didn't want to go forward. So, uh, that was not good. You know, that was a, like, wait, this is not how we should be starting the year. This should, this isn't what we wanted to start the year with. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I licked my wounds and came back and spoke to Jeremiah about it. And he's like, all right, well, we got a bad race. So what? let's just make what's the next one to be better. And, um, that's, you know, and, and that's really one of the neat things about working with Jeremiah. There's very few situations that you can talk to him about where he hasn't personally experienced. Yeah. And, just hearing like, Hey, you know what? All right. That sucked, but let's, we're just going to do better at the next one. Yeah. Just hearing that from somebody like Jeremiah is like, okay, all right. He's had a bad race too. Okay. So yeah, right. Let's do this. And then, um, uh, Joseph, the next on the calendar was, was the big frog. Um, much better race. Had a, had a, had a good race, had a little crash in the beginning, separated me from the leaders, um, raced, raced back up to, uh, to third overall. So now, okay, this isn't so bad. We're we're kind of we're getting there. This is where we want to be. We want to be podium, and um, and and that really was my focus for the whole year. Steve was was just to be consistent. Um, I I knew that I had to be consistent all year. I I mm-hmm. I, I, I I wanted to win. Don't get me wrong. I, I wanted to win every time I lined up, but I also wanted to be consistent. And if there was a moment where I could have gone all in for it and possibly crashed or bonked and not held a podium or I just had to back off a hair and hold a podium. I always chose to go the more conservative route because I knew it was going to be a series race. It wasn't just a one-off race for me. Right. And, um, there were plenty of guys that showed up that were a one-off and they, they crushed it and they, they, they put me in a pain cave a few times for sure. Yeah. But I was able to just be consistent throughout the year. So we had, we had big frog. We, we had a pretty good race there. And then the Mohican, 100k what an amazing race that that's uh, a good one that's a good venue in in setup uh, it's a a good venue and just so many good friends i I see people from all over the country at that race and i had a just not not a really good race there i just 
went for the preem in the morning and, and hurt myself a little bit, which was kind of <laughs> silly. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why. So much that. for the consistency. That went through. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hey, let's, let's just do the preem. We're, we're feeling good today. And, uh, yeah, I just, just really like filled my legs up with blood and just they didn't want to move. I was like, Ooh, this is not going to be good. So, and you know, that race, if you're, if you're back in the pack on in a single track, it's, it's almost like it's just, that's kind of seals the deal, you know, like the first piece yeah. of single track there kind of seals the deal for you. Cause so. there's, it's, uh, for those that don't know, you're 25 miles of single track at the beginning of the race. If I remember correctly, right. 20, 25 miles. It's every bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it felt like, I felt like, I mean, it felt like that whole race was almost single track, which is pretty cool. And it's, it's, uh, it's good single track. It's actually very, you know, it's, it's a little rooty, rocky. It's up and down. It's, it's active. It's not, you know, like you've got these long straight stretches of, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a really fun single track. It, so. Yeah. It, it was, it, it didn't seem fun at the time. No, um, I was, you know, first I watched, I was like, okay, it goes to leaders <laughs> and then it goes to chase group and then it goes to chase, chase group. And then like, I just felt like somebody was pulling me from behind, like just pulling me back and like, before I knew it, there was probably seemed like 40 people in front of me, maybe more, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I had to regroup on that one and just kind of like, I went to damage control. I was like, all right, let's just, just stop, stop the bleeding, start taking in fluid, trying to, trying to get my, trying to spin really fast, trying to kind of like center myself a little bit. Yeah. And then I started centering myself and then I was able to go a little bit more, go a little bit more, go a little bit more. And I, you know, pass one or two people and three or four and then get on the road and pass a big group of guys and, and just trying to just race up to the next person in front of me. And I was able to climb up to, uh, to fifth at that race. I was, I was able to get back on, I was on the podium on the long podium, but I was on the podium. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and for those that don't know the, the preem, so at the Mohican 100, uh, just right after the start line, there's a huge climb out of town and, uh, there's a, a reward for the first up if, if, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, right at the yeah. uh, right at the city the, the the city line. Yeah, so that's what that's what that was. Uh, that's what John's referring to when he he mentions chasing the preem. I don't think I'll be doing that again either. I think that was a one off for me. <laughs> so we're yeah. So we we kind of had to had to like regroup a little bit after that race, and um, you know after that race, I was just like, wow, you know what? We this is uh, we we can't have too many more of these, right. You know, you just gotta, you gotta stay, stay focused. So it's trying to remind me of, um, you know, what, what Ricky Carmichael said years ago, Ricky Carmichael's like a, a legend in, in motocross and he's kind of won everything a hundred times. But, um, you know, he's like, your championships are won on your worst days, not your best days. Right. So it's like, like damage control, you know, yeah. trying to just, you know, just one more person in front of you. That's, you know, that's worth another point. So you just got to focus on that next, that next person up in front of you. Yeah. So, um, I was, I was, believe it or not, I was pretty happy after the dust settled. I was pretty happy to race back up to fifth place there. That was, um, that was a tough, that was tough to do for sure. Especially after you hurt yourself a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was, um, that was, that, that happened. We're there. We're, you know, that's like, okay, we're, we're, we're good. Let's, let's go. So then, um, Carabasset, Maine. Wow. What a, what a really awesome place that was. Um, it's forever away. It's way up north. It was uh, well worth the, the drive to get there. The, it was the first year it was in the NUE series. Okay. So, you know, it's like, hey, there's really nothing to base it on except for the previous year's results. So I um, I decided to, to do Carabasset, and, and I'm really glad that I did. That turned out to be 
a really awesome experience. It was a fun race course. It was wet the day before, so it was even a little, a little extra fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, the guys in the Northeast are no joke. I mean, there's fast people up there. There's really fast people up there. And they they made me work for for every mile of it, and and that that race was um, it just started out fast, and uh, you know you know Derek Treadwell, you know everyone knows just how fast he is. He's crazy fast, and uh, he just you know I started out on the single track and and had a, had a little bit of a lead and was kind of setting a little bit of a pace, and then you know we got on the first longest climb, and he just just insanely drilled it, and. Uh, I, I lit off a few matches holding his wheel. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a tough effort. Uh, but it was a day of like, that was one of those days where I wish that that somehow like I could have taken a, like a, like a GoPro with me. So everyone could see how this race unfolded because it was really <laughs> wild. Like it was, it was insane. You know, it was, you know, we were, we were testing each other out on the climbs tit for tat. And then we were, you know, kind of, kind of tiptoeing a little bit on the descents cause it was really wet and slippery on some of them. Yeah. And then there was crashes and then there were my, my cleat broke. And then, um, I got off course. So, you know, some bad luck came my way and then some, some bad luck, uh, Brian was in second. Then he had a, he flatted right in front of me. So that was his turn for some bad luck. And, uh, you know, it was just this back and forth all day long of, of, of leaders. And, uh, Andy Scott, local guy up there, super fast guy, um, got out, got out, just got a little bit of a lead and just took off and never saw him again. He, he had a great race up there. And, uh, yeah, so with all the stuff going on in the race, I, was, I rolled in second and, nice. uh, that was a, that was a good race. I was, that was, uh, that was a fun race course. That was a good day. A lot of things went right and some things went wrong, but, uh, we stuck it out and, uh, we came in on the, on the, on with a second. That's part so of racing. Day. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was definitely a memorable experience. I, I will, I will be back there next year. Awesome. That, awesome. That has become a must do. Uh, <laughs> every so that's the you know that's the uh the interesting thing i've found is you know every year i try to do you know find another race or two to do explore out get out of the, get out of my my home state you know uh out of my region and the problem is i keep stacking myself up with oh i, I gotta do that one again next year and the uh <laughs> running out of space to fit in new ones <laughs> steve i've been saying it for years if it wasn't for this pesky day job that i have i could get so much more <laughs> yeah. racing done yeah, dang it! I got to make a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, John, after the after the the, the Carabasset, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. The, yeah, you are. Yeah, Carabasset. Okay. The uh, where are you sitting at in the series then? So after Carabasset, that, that's a that was great because that was the the. Exactly halfway through the series, I'm I'm sitting in first with a slight lead. Okay, uh, not comfortable, not not comfortable at all. Just just a little bit of a lead. Yep. Because there's still this is uh, is that a July race? Uh, yeah, it was a early okay. July race. Yeah, and, and then, then so um, you still have some big NUE races that are coming up after that. Big NUE races, and then the following weekend after Carabas, it was actually another uh, focus for 2017, which was the um, USA Cycling Cross Country Nationals. Okay. Held, you know, held it in uh, in West Virginia. You know, just an hour and a half from from where I live. So that was, you know, you have to do that, right? You can't not race that. Right. In your it's backyard. so close. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, man. So, uh, yeah. So then it was USA Cycling XC Nationals. Um, you know, right up to uh, to Snowshoe Resort. 
Awesome. And you won XC Nationals, right? I, I did not win. We had um, we had a good race. Just uh, legs were a little bit still beat up from Carabasset. I was able to uh, to squeak out a uh, a second place or a second medal. place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then after XC Nationals was uh, after XC Nationals, then it was it was already time to uh, go back up north again for uh, for the new well, it used to be the New Hampshire 100. Now the uh, the Crotchet Mountain 100. Okay. And, I uh, new new venue. You know that was that was yeah. pretty awesome. They they started at the little ski resort. It looks uh, it looks good. It looks like one that might go on my list. I yes, uh, super fun course. I prefer the lap courses. To be honest with you, you know okay. it's a nice thirty-ish mile lap. Um, okay. Almost almost like an like an exact perfect mix of single track, double track. And then fire roads and just a tiny bit of, of pavement. Okay. Good, good course. Um, the folks up there are fantastic. The terrain is really unique. I, I, I like the rocks. It's a really t- technical course. Um, was, uh, of course, the day before it had rained the entire day. So we started the day. First corner was just just water everywhere. So we, we raced, you know, we raced some pretty, pretty slick conditions that day. Now, were you racing? Um, was this, was this a hundred K event or hundred mile? This was, it was both. I was racing the hundred K. Okay. So they have both, they have both events there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, we started off the hundred milers started off three minutes before the hundred K and we, we caught up to the lead group of the hundred miler race. So, I mean, it was amazing. It was really an amazing little, little group we had, you know, with like Dylan Johnson and uh, Gordon Wadsworth and Brian Schwarm. Um, and you know, Tinker War, I mean, Tinker War is like yeah. a legend. Yeah. I'm like looking at Tinker. I'm like, what, what are you doing riding with this guy? You know? So, <laughs> That's awesome. uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So, you know, just, just you know, like the who's who of endurance cycling, you know, just right there in front of me. It was, it was, it was incredible. So I got to ride, uh, I rode with that group for the longest time and um, got separated a little bit at the end. And um, Derek and uh, Andy Scott had, had a good day and they, they put a, a couple minutes on me. They rolled in and I, I was uh, I finished up uh, third at a third, third place that day. I had a little, some, some weird like stomach issues. I think at that point I was starting to get a little bit at the point where it was time to back off a little bit. Cause it had been a pretty full year. Okay. Um, Besides the races we're talking about, I had done a, just a ton of local races, and, and I was chasing um, USAC points also. So I was doing the local series, then driving down to North Carolina on off weekends and doing their series for USAC points. Okay, and you uh, and so you were stacking up a lot of high-intensity stuff early in the season. Steve, it was a lot of racing this year, yeah. for sure. And on a year where I said I wasn't going to do as much racing, <laughs> I think I did double. <laughs> The amount of racing that I was land on doing. The, uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, so I needed some. I needed USAC points, and that there's only one way to get them, and that's just you know to race. Got to go get them. Too. Yeah, so I was racing. Um, I was racing our stuff, and then um, racing down there, and in between the the NUE races and the USAC races, I also had uh, we had the Virginia State Championship race. Um, that I did win. I was a Virginia State champion for for this year. So that was that was that happened in between all this other stuff. So sweet. Um. Yeah, so like by the time New Hampshire came, it was like there was a lot of racing on my legs, and just needed a little bit of a break. And and Jeremiah recognized that, and it was like 
all right, it's break time. You know, we took, we took some good time off and I really focused like heavily on nutrition and recovery. And then, uh, after New Hampshire, uh, like three weeks after New Hampshire was the Shenandoah mountain 100. And you, and so Shenandoah mountain 100 does not have a hundred K. It does not, right. buddy. You are in that. You're thing for so, day. so yeah. 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 That, that's, uh, you have, I don't good... know if I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like if I ever would not do that, right. It's just such a yeah. good race. You had a good race though. I did. Yeah. That it was a good day. Um, you know, as usual, all the, all the, the fast dudes like took off crazy and, and, and just went and, um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was stalking them, you know, I was stalking behind them for a little bit and I, I was in the hunt and then <laughs> they, they, yeah. it was a fast start. Cause I went out and wrecked myself in the first, <laughs> I was, yeah. I, was, I cramped yeah. at 20 miles in there. I did a lot of cramping this year, but I, I blew my, I blew myself up hard there. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did too. Like, so going up, um, going up the hanky climb. And I was not with the fast guys either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 30 miles in, I started getting that weird cramp feeling. I was like, it's just going to be a long day. We're going we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. to work for this today. Um, yeah, so we, you know, went out and um, had a good day. I, I, I finished uh, sixth in, that day, and I was, I was happy with that. And uh, I got to see a bunch of great friends. You know, it was you know, Jeremiah won, and, and Christian was there, and then Heath Thamel, super awesome guy, and Dylan Johnson, like a you know, good friend of mine. And, um yeah, so many, so many crazy fast people were there. Yeah, uh, I was, I was thrilled with rolling in sixth place. That's that was my my best finish to date there. That was awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where uh, that's I think you and I met in person there. Yeah, the yeah. Chance, so. and, and, and you know what? And that's the other thing about the race. I think that's important, and not just the Shenandoah, but everywhere that we race, it's it's like a family reunion to me. You know, you, it's pretty you cool run events. into people. Yeah, you yeah. just see people you haven't seen for a while, and, and you or you might only see them at the race. And, yeah, um, you know, hanging out with six hundred plus like-minded cyclists. It's see, hanging it's out awesome. with a bunch of your best friends. The, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 you know, so I, I personally, I can't, and you're probably the same same way. You can't always schedule your your training or ride times, or even just your social ride time to actually ride with other folks. And, uh, so that's one of the things I do enjoy about the races. I kind of consider the races is that, that is my, you know, that's my group ride time, you know, because you got family and everything else going on in life. Um, especially Chris Scott does a great job with those events. I mean, the first time I've been to his events this year, the wilderness and, uh, Shenandoah, it was awesome. So totally awesome. And you know, they're super family friendly. It's, it's one thing that it's become yeah. for us is a, is a family affair. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's never a question of what we're going to be doing on Labor Day weekend. We're going to be in the Shenandoah Mountains. That's, <laughs> yeah. So I got friends have stopped asking us, yeah, for like a, like a picnic or like a, you know, we're going to go here. It's just, yeah. you know, they're going to the Shenandoah Mountain 100. That's, that's their family. That's their family weekend. Yeah. And yeah, just to uh, back that up though, I mean, you're, you're, you're uh, you were there you're in a campsite camping for the weekend. Yep. Right. Yep. We camped all weekend and, uh, both, uh. Both of my kids worked at the aid station. They they worked at aid station two six with my wife. My wife's been doing that for for a long time, for many yeah. many years, and um, it's a it's a great um, it's it's a great event for for them also because they're they're seeing all their friends there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and then uh, is there was there another hundred k after that? 
We did. We had the at that point. I after New Hampshire, I, I felt pretty good about the lead. There, there, there were a hundred. Was a hundred k race. Um, I wasn't able to get to. It was in up where a bunch of crazy people were doing it up in uh, Michigan. <laughs> the the Margie Gasic, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I just couldn't get to this year. Just too much back to back to back to back stuff was going on. So yeah. I had. Uh, feverishly checked the results all day long, just kind of see what was going on and who, who raced and who didn't race and where I was at points. And, um, after the results had come out, I felt pretty good that I was, um, I was able to, to hold the, the lead of the series through, through that race. And then it was, uh, it was time to go to California. It was first time I'd ever raced my bike in California, had a great experience. Big bear Lake was, was awesome. That was, um, a little bit of a different race. So that was, um, rather than the hundred mile race, they do a hundred K race. And then rather than a hundred K race, they do a 75 K race. Okay. And after you ride the insane amount of elevation they have there, I, you would understand why. Uh, I mean, it's just so much climbing. <laughs> um, it's, um, it's a good, it was a good race. And we were, um, there were some really fast local guys. there, really impressive athletes. Um, and both the hundred K and the 75 K race. We were uh, Dylan and I talked about it after the race, and we were really impressed with just the amount of fast folks that live there. Um, really accomplished on the bicycle, both handling, both climbers. You know, just they just did really well. So um, there was some. I, I got off course and was pointing the wrong direction, and there was some goofy stuff going on. But um, we were able to uh, overcome all that. We finished third, and that was that was good enough for me. I was I was happy with that. I just nice. wanted to put my bicycle across the finish line at the end of the day. That's all I needed to do. Good deal, good deal. So I want to talk. We can talk a little bit about what's up for next year, but I think it's a good time to talk about 100k versus 100 mile racing. This is yeah. one of the things that I I wanted to really kind of you know showcase that this one you're a it's an incredible example of going from you know you're you know how many 70 pounds lighter if i'm if i'm doing the math right you know wow yeah and mm. uh um to uh ending up on the nue not not just the podium but uh winning the the marathon series um and also placing you know top 10 in the 100 mile series so that's that's in a that's an incredible story there to begin with. And, uh, so I just, it takes hard work. And like we kind of talked about getting into some training plans and whatnot, but it's getting back in shape, changed your life, right? It, it has changed my life in, in every conceivable way. Um, it's made me, uh, I mean, it's made me a, a, a better, a better father. It's made me a better husband. You know, I'm just, I'm just, just, happier in general um it's opened my eyes to the things that we eat and how they affect our body and and um what you're feeding your kids what we're feeding our kids and and the things we're doing with our kids and and just having active kids yeah um so yeah it it has literally transformed my life 100 percent. so and then so jumping back into this then the uh and you know we kind of jump around a little bit but that's that's what the yeah, podcast is yeah. about, but the intensity levels of racing hundred K versus hundred, you know, cause I, I think, and I don't have experience racing the hundred K stuff. Um, but my, my hunch is that it's not easier racing a hundred K versus a hundred because the intensity levels it's, it's 
just short enough where you, you you're you're XC racing almost the whole entire time. Is is my hunch? Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not easier. Um, it's in a lot of ways, it's a little more difficult because there's less opportunities if, if something doesn't go right to make it right. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit shorter. Um, definitely, I mean, definitely, my my heart rate, my power numbers, very very much close. They mimic on uh, a cross country race. You know, a typical two hour cross country race yeah. when I'm doing a, a marathon race. So it's there's it's definitely not easier. Um, the intensity is is higher. The racing, uh, and I had, maybe I'll use the word better. Maybe that's you know, maybe that's not the right word. The racing's maybe a little more exciting, at least from a competitor standpoint. It's it's there's not so much wait and see who's going to do what. It's you know, it's racing from the time that it's go until it's over. Attacks um, are happening. Yeah, there, there's attacks constantly happening, and um, which makes it more difficult to come back from a mechanical or, or definitely yeah okay. yeah you got to definitely stay at the at the sharp end of the race. And I think even you know uh, obviously doing a hundred mile or nutrition's a big deal, but. Uh, Whenever intensity levels go up, nutrition becomes an even bigger deal because then your, you know, your stomach doesn't function the same when you, you cross over some intensity thresholds. Uh, how do you find the difference between between the two? For, yeah, so for hundred milers, you can kind of you know you get to stop at an aid station, roll up an aid station, the group's back together, everybody you know you can see the the bottle go up. It's like okay, well, we're all you know, let's let's take some food in, let's take some nutrition. But let's let's go. There's it, during the marathon racing it it was it's it's hit it and you got to just keep going and what i have found out that i started doing a little more of was a little um kind of preparing a little bit better for the race nutritionally in other words going in with it going into the race a little more topped off uh more than during the race because yeah as as the intensity goes up your stomach just starts to not want to digest anything yeah do you uh do you run bottles or a hydration pack uh, I run bottles. Okay. Uh, I like running the bottle because I can all I can kind of gauge what I'm taking in a little bit better than on a hydration pack. So I can I can go okay. It's been an hour. I'm only halfway through this bottle. I need to fix that because uh, that's you know I I keep all my nutrition. I pretty much race on 100% liquid nutrition. Okay. Yeah. Which you know with all the stuff out there now is getting getting a little easier to do. I've kind of gone the same way. Uh, getting there anyways i still i like i like i like some waffles occasionally but uh um the high intensity stuff has a hard, harder time digesting that too but yeah. um do yeah. you do you struggle when you get into the 100 milers and have to like reset your brain with intensity levels you know the mindset or you know what i, I thought i anticipated that so i was at at the Shenandoah this year i thought okay you know, 60 miles is about the beginning of the death climb you know the <laughs> <laughs> the death mark to death climb. <laughs> so I was like, hey, so this is a, probably a bad time for that to happen. So I anticipated that where maybe the train might come off the tracks a little bit there. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Now I, I I got to the death mark, the death climb, and I was like, okay, I'm still feeling feeling all right. And um, you know, I I just raced raced my pace. I just I looked at my power meter and tried not to be foolish with it, and I, I tried to hold a you know a good um, a good tempo effort going out to the death climb, and then tried to turned up a little bit going up to death climb. Um, so I was a little bit surprised that it didn't, it, 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 the train didn't come off the tracks a little bit around mile 60. I was, I was okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of that too, Steve is, you know, there is something to be said when you race on your home course. Um, You're close. It's benefit. close to home for you too, right? I mean, yeah, it's where I ride 
primarily if unless it's a, a quick ride um, that's pretty much where I spend most of my time training for anything big is is in those mountains so when when you show up to somebody else's race and you've never raced it before and all you have is a course profile it's definitely a little different experience yeah yeah uh, one thing I, I gotta mention this for uh the death climb at the Shenandoah for the for my my local midwest folks um I don't know how long it took John to, John to get up there, but for myself, it uh, when we're talking about a climb, uh, aside from like a little, uh, you know, some downhill, maybe halfway up it or near the top, uh, I think I was pretty much going up for like two hours. <laughs> it, just, it feels like that, doesn't yeah, it? <laughs> you know, I mean, hour and a half something. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, you just going uphill for a long time. And it's, it's deceiving because the first five to 10 miles of it, it kind of starts faults flat and it just kind of keeps creeping up on you, creeping up on you, creeping up on you. And, uh, you're looking at your speed and you're trying to, you know, if you don't have a power meter, you're, uh, you're trying to pedal faster thinking, you know, what's going on and I got a flat tire. And then you're like, no, the grade just keeps creeping up on you. Yeah. At some point you realize I've, I have not stopped pedaling for the past hour. You know, you just never stop pedaling. Yeah. It's, it's constant, constantly going up. So and, uh, every every fifteen minutes, you you're, you're you're clicking up a cog, and you're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> continues to go up. But, yeah, so um, yeah, I thought for sure that might be a, a bit of a challenge for me this year was was going to go from the hundred k fitness to the hundred miler. But uh, you know, Jeremiah does a great job with my training and, and kind of prepared me for it, and we had a we had a good race. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what type of difference in in uh? You know, do you warm up for, for these races? You know, a lot oh, of these... very good question. Very, very good question. I definitely, I do. Um, hundred milers. I don't have as much of a, um, a set warm up that I do. Yeah. Um, but for the hundred Ks, I, I started doing very similar to a cross country race. Cause <laughs> if you're wild. not, you know, if you're not close to that front wheel on a, when it turns a single track and a hundred K race, it's really difficult to get back to that wheel. Um, so I, I do a, a very specific thirty minute warm up before before the, the marathon race. That's that's just wild to me to think that uh, you can go out on sixty miles and you're warming up like you're doing a cross country event. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um it's very much so a cross country race for, at least for the first two hours. Okay. So what's what's next for next year? Um, I thought about uh, I thought about that a lot and definitely. You know, I, I, I just the other day got um, in the mail came my NUE jersey that says 2017 champion on it. Yeah. And I, I'd like to hold on to that. Uh, I'd like to get into one of those next year. Awesome. So I, I, I have to I have to go back again. I, I can't. It's just, it was just such a fun year. Yeah. Um, I may not have the, the same result, but I'm still going to go out and, and, and try it again because it was a great year. I really enjoyed every race that I did. Um, you know, Ryan has a, has a, just a great little race series with the marathon series. I, I've enjoyed it. So definitely NUE next year, pro- probably going to try and f- mix in a few more hundred miles races. Um, I have yet to be able to take home one of those stars and stripes jerseys. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to try and get one this year. I'm going to definitely do marathon nationals in Arkansas. And then I'm going to do XC nationals again at snowshoe. I hope, I think they're again at snowshoe. So, okay. We're going to, we're going to give it a shot to try and take one of those cool jerseys home. 
maybe I should know this. When is uh, when is XC uh, when is Marathon Nationals? I need to look. I don't know if it's been posted yet or not. Okay. Um, I think it's mid to late spring, typically. Okay. Um. Oh, that's awesome. I I think that uh, you're like almost forty, late thirties, about probably about the same age. I'm I'm thirty eight. Yep. And yeah, so we're looking. Uh, we're, we're looking at forty pretty soon, man. And I remember back when, uh, kind of before I got in shape, you know, some of those aches and pains, and I'd go on on the bike and ride that six miles and go, ah, it's just too much work. I'm getting old, and uh, uh, and then you, you probably don't feel old anymore, do you? I don't. Um, it's weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel old. Uh, that's funny. I was thinking about that the other day. I, I, I mean, I. I'm way better shape I am now than I was 20 years ago. There's just no, no question about it. That's awesome. And then when you line up and you're, uh, you look over and you see Tinker Juarez, uh, you're going, yeah. huh? <laughs> I can do this for another 20 years. Apparently there's hope for the future, my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that guy's amazing. The, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, hope, hope for all of us. So, the, uh, there's always hope for us. Absolutely. No, I, I guess the point of it is, is, uh, you know, I mean, Tinker's been, been doing this stuff nonstop, but, uh, you know, there's always somebody out there that, uh, is going to take your, take your excuses away from you. Right. So, yes. Um, and, and there's, there's no magic. There's no magic to this. You can't fake, you just can't fake it. You got to put the time in. Got to put the work the in. Yeah. Got to put the work yep. in. And whether, whether it's for the bike or you just want to get yourself back in shape, you got to put the work in nutrition plays a part of it, a big part of it. Um, yeah, it, it does. It's, it's everything. It really is. I, I, I've been able to find that out the hard way. <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's most of the stories too, right? So. Yeah. Most of my stuff. Yeah. Most of my stuff, buddy has been figuring it out the hard way. Uh, let, let's not do that again. Those are the lessons that stick though. That, that one. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah, that, that when one stuck. All right. Yeah. Those, no. and that's, that's, uh, that's part of the journey too. And that's, you got to embrace it and enjoy it. So, um, Steve, I have collected, uh, just an, an incredible amount of friendships. You know, I, 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 my, my friend Zane Wenzel, I met him in Connecticut. And then yeah. I met Zane out to, uh, the wilderness one one. Yeah. He was great. I, mean, this, I had a riot. These people, I mean, these people are amazing, amazing people. And, um, you know, without racing and without the NUE series, I would never would have, I never would have met them. Yeah. Um, you know, so Zane is Zane. I call Zane as our, our new England base camp. And, you know, we're the Southern base camp. And, um, <laughs> That's awesome. Funny, funny story. I, I just, just the kind of people that you meet at these races, I, just as when I was heading up to Carabasset, there's some a little bit of um, scheduling changes happened, and I ended up going up a day early because I could. And I was near Connecticut. I seen a sign somewhere, Connecticut, 80 miles or something. And I, I called up Zane and said, just out of the blue, I said, oh, I'm probably about an hour away from, maybe two hours away from your house. Can I stay there tonight? Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. never hesitated. You know, so yeah. these are amazing friendships that 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 we have from because of this. Yeah, that's uh, you know, and that. That is one of the things that wants, uh, after, after kind of like you go into wilderness, I, I met Zane there and was camping next to him and, and, uh, run into him again at Shenandoah, run into you and then ran into a few other, the same folks between the races and, uh, you know, uh, Hey, you gonna, you gonna be at Mohican. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I probably will end up at a lot of NUE races next year just because I, I had such a great time at wilderness and Shenandoah this year. Uh, and Margie Gassick run into some folks there. 
uh, that I otherwise would not have. And so I'm, I'm kind of, that's one of the things I am looking forward to. So I'll, I'll likely run into you. Um, yeah. I mean, the, just the whole experience of, of, of the racing and the camping or staying in a cabin or, you know, staying at a house and, you know, talking about, talking about bikes the whole time and, you know, oh, this happened during the race and then this broke and we fixed it. And then I saw this guy and, you know, I <laughs> caught him back and, she passed me and that's just, that's, that's yeah. all. That's it for me. That's what it's about. Or the, Oh, you were the guy I found laying in the trail and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly. So, but, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, sponsors, you, yeah. you know, doing a little bit different things with a bike, but, um, tell us about it. What, what do you got going on for sponsors or, you know, anybody yeah, you want to um, think? I'll just, I had, um, I had an amazing time racing, um, Scott bikes past, past several years, as long as I come back, as I can remember, they, um, they've been, they've been great. They've been, they've been good to me. Um, had an opportunity to try something different. And, um, I like, I like what's happening because it's a company that is, is been around for a long, long time. They, they just, they just haven't, they're just a very solid company and they're, they're not looking to grow leaps and bounds overnight. They want to grow organically. And um, they're moving their way into the mid-Atlantic right now. And um, it's Norco out of, out of Canada. And they've just yeah. been building awesome bikes forever. I mean, they're just, you know, if they can if they can build bikes that people love on, uh, in BC, then they got to be great for us, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Not so, to mention, yeah, so, if you're doing a lot of NUE races, you're going to run into some gnarly stuff too. No, no doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah. The courses are getting, getting better every, every year. Some so. of the roughest trail I've ridden to date has been, uh, on an NUE course endurance race. So, yeah, that's, and that's, and, it, and again, they're just, the courses are getting more challenging as the bikes are getting better. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was really, really intrigued by the opportunity and, um, it, it was my choice to go that way. I, I certainly could have stayed with, with, uh, with what I was doing, but uh, I thought, you know what, let's, let's see what, let's try something different. Let's see what this can do. So um, I'm really, really excited to race next year. Um, yeah, good for I'll you. I have a nice, I have a nice Norco revolver coming. They, their bikes were just, you know, just nice carbon fiber bikes and they got all the, the good stuff on it. So, so looking forward to, you know, starting off with a new bike and getting it fit and, you know, seeing, seeing what we can do on it. Um, they've, uh, and Mavic has also been really good. I've been with Mavic since the past year. So we'll, we'll okay. be sticking with Mavic again. Um, Tifosi sunglasses has been fantastic. They've been, uh, I seem to have a knack of losing glasses. <laughs> so it's a good sponsor to have. And, uh, ESI grips has been amazing. I have beat their grips beat them and i've gotten almost a season out of a, a set of grips which has never happened to me before racing endurance races you're just not easy on equipment so thanks you know esi has just been so good to me and um you know listen i talked about jeremiah enough during the podcast but what can you say about jeremiah bishop that hasn't been said yeah man and not and and, and i'm talking as a racer but as a coach he's you know, there'll, there'll be something like some small, what I think is some like insignificant thing. And, uh, you know, after the race, we'll do like a, like a debriefing of what happened. Here's it. You know, that, that we'll look at numbers together and stuff like that. And then like, I'll mention some, what I assume is like an insignificant detail. Yeah. 
And hold on, wait, wait, Jeremiah, hold on, wait, wait, what happened? This did, oh, okay. And and he'll diagnose something and we'll talk about something real quick after that. And what I thought was a really insignificant detail turned out to be something that was important. And we were able to either improve on it or use that for something else or, or, or there was some kind of information there that he needed that I thought was, was nothing. I thought it was, you know, no big deal, but, um, so, you know, continuing to work with Jeremiah, of course, he's, he's been a huge part of the, of the, the success. And, yeah, that's um, that's what's a, um, that's what's so it's important about having a coach when you're at the level that you're at um, is to pick up on those details because you're, you're not always self re- self reflective on it. And even during mid season, right, Jeremiah is able to see that happening, you know, and 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 catchy on it when you're you're getting yourself stacked up, right? Uh, listen, I need somebody's got to tell me to stop at yeah. some point because I won't do it. On, I know I won't do it on my own. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I know that. I'll, I'll run myself yeah, just, into the You dirt. just keep going. You bury yourself if not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's important to have a coach and then to realize when like, whoa, 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 wait, you got to let's 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 rest up here a little bit and let's let's get healthy again. Oh, and that's fantastic to have access to somebody like like Jeremiah with his background and experience too. No, no doubt. No not, doubt. Uh, plus Jeremiah won four of the hundred milers this year in the NUE. He, yeah, he's, um, I mean, he's won everything ever. I think <laughs> he's, yeah. he's been doing it for a long time. And then, you know, of course he lives, you know, like an hour, hour and 10 minutes from where I live. So we do get to ride sometimes together yeah. and then, um, riding with Jeremiah, just the amount of information that, um, that he has just in a, you know, in a, in a ride is amazing. That's great. And, and anybody and, else? And, uh, yeah, Wolf Tooth. Wolf Tooth. I mean, those, those oh, guys yeah. are great. You know, they're, those they're USA made stuff. Their 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 stuff is is like bulletproof. You can't find what they make anywhere else. They're very unique in what they make. Yeah, they've got. They they're like the. They come up with a solution for all the problems. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So I was I was thrilled. I was thrilled to work with Wolf Tooth. I, I was just like their their rings and 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 their kits and and their dropper lever. I mean, all the stuff that they make is just. Just really high quality, and again, USA made stuff. I, I, they probably make it in your backyard. I think they're from from right around the corner. From yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, they're out of Minnesota here. Also, Steve, I got to mention that um, Dave Manchester uh, with Athlo Sports um, has just been a huge help this year. Uh, you know, I needed some help with uh, kits, and and Dave came through and um, put a design together that was extremely unique. I think I think my kit is really unique compared to the others I've seen out there. Uh, you definitely know uh, when uh, when it's me coming. Um, yeah, it is and, a unique uh, kit. I've seen it on like when you you post stuff, right? It kind of stands out. Yeah, it stands out a little bit, right? And and yeah. you know, I, I I didn't ask for that. And Dave, I just kind of turned it over to Dave with Athlo Sports and said, Dave, it, it's up to you. You, know, you guys are the professionals. This is your your business. And uh, he came back with that as the first draft. And immediately, I just said, absolutely, that is awesome. And, um, yeah, so he put nice. it into production and I was expecting it to take, you know, weeks and months and, and within literally a few days, the kits showed up. So, um, you know, kudos to Dave and his whole crew at Athlo Sports. They're just fantastic people. Yeah. Nice. And, um, I, I got to mention that, uh, that Jeremiah works with a gentleman by the name of Mike Schultz and, uh, he's with Highland training and, um, Mike's an accomplished coach on his own, but he also does a lot of strength work. And uh, actually turned me on to yoga uh, uh-huh. through Jeremiah. So, um, so Mike's been huge, and he's kept me flexible and, and injury free. And uh, you know, Mike really is a is a huge part of of the uh, of the puzzle uh, 
with his ability to put together a program that just focuses on core and stretching and yeah. staying flexible. And uh, like we talked about earlier, I mean, that's really extremely important on a, on a mountain bike. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, everybody contributed some level to, uh, to the year and it was very much appreciated, but, but for like, like most of everything, um, my local shop who has been the, the folks who have stayed open late, who have taken parts off their own personal bikes to get me to the race, who have taken their time to fix something immediately for me, um, to make sure that the bikes are where they need to be. And, and, and they'll, they'll drive stuff to my house every once in a while. If I'm going to a race, something breaks, I need something quick. It That's amazing. This. The, 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 I mean, the bike factory of Charlottesville and the owner, Mark and his guys, Chris and Kyle, I mean, these folks, almost like a family when I, when I walk in there and to have them as a sponsor, it's, it's amazing. I'm so, 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 so happy to, uh, so happy to be with them and happy that they, they'll have me again this year. Um, they're going to be our, our local Norco dealer in Virginia. So I'm really, awesome. really, really want to do a good job and share with them what the, what the Norco bikes can do. Ah, oh, that's great. That is awesome. I will, uh, um, I will put links to, uh, all the sponsors and Jeremiah's coach coaching and the, uh, the bike factory, all that. I'll, if anybody wants to look at any of the stuff or interested, I can um, check out the show notes page, uh, and I will have links in there to everything. Steve, it's much appreciated. It's just been great talking to you, and um, I really enjoyed taking a walk down memory lane. Um, <laughs> that was great. I, <laughs> I I'm glad I ran into you at at Shenandoah, and it was. Uh, yeah, uh, it was that was that was great. And uh, yeah, we seem I, to have the same path of discovering that uh, we need to do something better than what we're doing. And um, yeah, bikes and bikes and bikes and getting back in shape has changed my life. So yeah, it's uh, I I'd super appreciate you coming on here. And, and the that's what I guess your stories is, you know, this endurance path website kind of started off with me kind of sharing my race reports and kind of. You know, if you go back through them all, you can kind of see, uh, you know, my, my, my progression. I'm not, you know, I'm not nowhere near the, the level John's reach, but the, um, uh, that's kind of what it's about is I want to set the examples. And that's why John was such a great person to come on here, uh, and share that story is, is, uh, I want to get people off the couch and active, you know, and you don't have to race, you know, uh, but get out and, and, and do something, uh, and, and, and stay active, set, set good examples, you know, uh, yeah, get out there and stay active. You, you, you waste time away sitting on the couch. So, but, and, yeah. and also Steve, what you're doing is really important. The, 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 the broadcast, you know, it, it's, it's really important to us because in mountain biking, we, we sometimes have a little bit of a, it's a little bit limited, especially on the racing side. So what, what you're doing for us is really important and it doesn't go unnoticed and we appreciate you and um, <laughs> Thanks. we continue to listen. Cool. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep it going as long as there's, uh, as long as there's interest in, uh, and, uh, it seems like there is. So I, I enjoy it. It, it, it also is, uh, my accountability keeps me, keeps me going too. So we all need some accountability. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Man. Yes, we do. So good stuff, John. Thanks Thank a lot. you again. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And um, it's been it's been great to get to know you this year. And I look forward to uh, to much, much more in 2018. Yeah, for sure. I'll be running into you, man.
All right, buddy. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. Bye.